So hello, everyone. I'd like to welcome you all to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. My name is Lee Nichols, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Now, we have two very special guests joining us today. We have Owen Plowman, who is the Vice President of Business Development, and Wes Schumacher, who's the Applied Applications Analyst, both from Actinum. So today we're going to be speaking with Owen and Wes about an area that many professionals uh, have on their minds, and of course, that's emissions. So with that, let's welcome in our special guests. Owen, Wes, how are y'all doing today? Good, thanks. Yeah, excellent. Glad to be here. Great. Now, before we jump into some of the questions I had for y'all today, can you provide a little bit more about your organization, Actinum, um, you know, what the company does, and of course, your specific role with the company? So, Owen, let's go ahead and start with you. Sure. Uh, I've been with the company since 2006, and we develop scheduling solutions, uh, which uh, capture a lot of additional data around a schedule. So we actually end up building an operational module, model or digital twin of operations. And that provides a lot of capabilities and benefits to our customers. Um, our main area of interest is scheduling upstream operations. So we've been working on that for 15, 16 years. We schedule drilling and completions for organizations all over the world a lot of organizations in the US. And uh, what I do right now is focus on other areas. So I'm interested in downstream operations like refinery turnarounds. And I'm also working in mining and uh, some other much more esoteric areas like um, scheduling launch, rocket launches. Sure. And <laughs> Uh, for me, I've been with Actinum since uh, 2019, but prior to that was at an operator here in Oklahoma City that where I was actually using the tool. And so I've been in this going on for about eight, nine years at this point, uh, actually using DSO in what back then seemed like complex ways, but now is kind of simple compared to what we're allowed to do with the tool today. And internally at Actinum, I work with Owen and build out a lot of the demonstrations that we're showing to these prospects in uh, some of the markets that Owen mentioned, but then also still within the upstream oil and gas side, both onshore and offshore for some of the more advanced things that the tool can allow us to do. In this case, uh, we're talking about today, emissions. Excellent, and that's a great segue into my first question is with your organization is, you know, the, the big question is, so what about emissions? Why are we talking about emissions today? So emissions have come to people's attention because of various political and voluntary initiatives um, about, for example, mitigation of uh, methane emissions. And that's really come into focus since the 2021 uh, United Nations Climate Change Conference, which was, I think, held in Glasgow. So there were various pledges made by companies there are four or five companies, I think Brazil, Mexico, the Philippines, and I forget the other one, maybe India, who actually have made reporting of certain emissions mandatory. But essentially, most countries have made pledges to comply with emissions reporting, and the regulatory environment is gradually changing. So, for example, the U.S. and more than 90 countries signed a pledge to reduce methane emissions to 30 percent below 2020 levels um, by the end of this decade, 2030. Um, 
we're interested at Actinum because the oil and gas sector produces methane as a byproduct of operations and our customers are seeking effective ways to detect and measure those emissions. And to comply with regulations, you obviously have to be able to measure the emissions in order to manage them effectively. So that's something that we heard from our customers and we've been thinking about and we've just released version seven of our product, our scheduling product, which um, actually does a really good job of um, capturing emissions uh, reporting or as well, capturing emission um, measurements and then reporting them on them in various ways. I mentioned when I was introducing the company that we actually build a digital twin of operations. So instead of just having a schedule with a set of dates and resource activity assignments, we can actually uh, blend into that model all of the um, other areas that are of interest to a customer, like, for example, production forecasting, like cost forecasting, and like emissions forecasting. So if we can capture information and save that information along with the schedule, then we can uh, build a really effective model of operations and um, that allows a customer to report, but also to do things like running scenarios and saying, well, what if we changed the way that we're operating? What if we changed out some of our equipment? What would that do to our emissions? Um, and I, I don't know, Wes, whether you have anything to add. Yeah, just to add a couple other little points onto that, you know, you, you talked more about the government side of things and and pledges that were made, but, you know, more important uh, in the immediate term is some of the activist investors that we've seen added to to some of these companies that are trying to push for more immediate changes and putting pressure on them now. And so we, we just have a lot of our current customers and prospects that are reaching out to us that are looking for ways to be able to get their hands around the problem. And I might know what the exact solution <clears throat> needs to be yet, but they definitely know that they're, they at least need to start measuring so that they can have a way to tell the story better. No, that, that's true. I think that not a day goes by where I don't see a press release or a news release that has the word emissions reduction in it. So mm. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, and, and something that you mentioned uh, just a second ago, Owen, oh, it kind of, it's propelling me to my, my next question then is, so how is it that uh, your tool, Actinum Scheduling Tool, came to incorporate emissions forecasting capabilities? Well, we, we're, we're um, a slightly different company in terms of how we develop capabilities in our software, because we obviously have some things on our product development roadmap that are important to us. Um, but we are really, really heavily involved with our customers. So we um talk to our customers just about every month every customer every month has the opportunity to book a one-hour call with us and so we stay up to date with things that they might be a little hazy on because for example they may have taken some training six months ago and they can't quite remember how to do something but more importantly we hear what they are interested in and we actively canvass them for development ideas and enhancements to the product. So one of the things we kept hearing about was emissions. And this is coupled with what we're reading about in the press. So when we went to put together the development roadmap for our latest release, and a little bit before that, we thought that emissions were very important because we kept hearing it. And so we, we talked intensively with a couple of customers 
tried to capture the requirements that they wanted, put them into the product, and now we've released it and we're getting some great feedback on that. So that's basically the way we operate. Emissions is just another example of how we have taken something that customers find important and put it into the product. Yeah, and, and a little more specifically on that, the, the functionality that Owen's referring to there, you know, we were, <clears throat> the tool is very flexible. We, we, we say configuration versus customization. We don't, we don't customize much anymore for specific customers, but we can do very flexible configurations on the front end. And one of those things is how we were able to do emissions so quickly uh, was because we had a feature that was already in the tool that was used for completely different purposes, but is kind of a Swiss army knife within our tool set in the tool and it allowed us to be able to easily pivot to be able to use it to capture emissions with just a couple little tweaks and so that's that's uh, how we've been able to kind of get on this very quickly and so i want to stick with that that topic of emissions capture so so what are some of the key components in emissions capture that are needed and why Sure. So a couple of the things that we build into our, our demonstrations here are segregated into two different things. So you've kind of got your capital budget. So you're looking at maybe the type of resources you're using to go and uh, drill and complete new wells versus the existing equipment that's out in the operator's field and and how that's going to be impacting your emissions profile. And so let me kind of separate those two different ideas. So you might be looking to run different scenarios for what is the capital impact going to be if I'm running electric rigs versus diesel rigs? Now, what does that do to my emissions profile? And what is it also going to cost me? Because electric rigs are gonna run with us a little bit more. So um, how, what are the, the trade-offs? How can we be able to run these scenarios to know whenever we're adding rigs or taking rigs away, what are the impact going to be? And then maybe on the field side, an example is, you know, you've got different compressors that are going to be out in your field. And if we uh, change those over to more of electric compression, is that going to, uh, what is the cost going to be to upgrade all those? And what is the impact going to be? And there's there's all sorts of different kinds of equipment that can have different emissions factors in the field. And so we can take any of those types of equipment for any type of the different locations you might have and be able to run that through based on the expected production from your base and your wedge uh, forecasts over the next, you know, however far out into the future you're you're looking to plan your emissions. Uh, I, I, you know, the other thing from my perspective is that um, emissions reporting can get really, really complicated because there are there are um, there are multiple categories or what are called scopes for emissions. The typical way that an organization would try to capture and manage and report on their emissions is by using multiple applications, trying to, and, and, and there are people trying to keep those things in sync. So you might have, for example, the operational schedule, what wells am I going to drill when, when are they going to be put online? And then you would have um, a spreadsheet or some other application which you're trying to keep synchronized with the operational schedule. And of course, the operational schedule keeps changing every day because the situation in the field changes every day. People, people hurt themselves, things break down, there's weather events, so there's constantly flux. And then trying to keep everything else aligned is very difficult. Now, what we're trying to do is provide a single tool that does everything. And so far, our track record at doing that has been pretty, pretty good. When you factor in what I mentioned earlier, the different scopes of emissions, then think the, think the situation becomes really complicated and 
you're going to you're you're going to be faced with a very intractable situation if you don't have a single tool where you can manage these different scope levels. So, for example, you have scope one emissions, which are the direct um, direct emissions based on what you're doing in the field. So, what are you emitting from your rigs, your frac spreads? What are the crew doing? Then you have scope two and scope three emissions, which are the indirect. Um, and which require a lot of collaboration with your providers. So I think scope two are things like steam and electricity and uh, the emissions that result from generating those. And then scope three is even more tricky because it's things like, you know, if you're using a truck, you have to take into account the emissions required to actually build that truck and produce the steel that goes into it. And, you know, the emissions caused by the uh, development and building of the of the tires on it and so on and so forth so it's a very very complicated environment and you have to collaborate with other organizations to try to figure this out and you got to stick that data somewhere our tool is a place that you can stick it and then as you're using all the resources and and actually running the operations you can figure out you know what do you need to report yeah, all those different scope emissions doesn't sound complicated at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, and, and, and well, that's a great point uh, to the next question I, I wanted to get to, because a lot of that's going to fall on the shoulders of uh, senior management. So uh, my next question then is, so how does company leadership need to manage present and then the future emissions responsibilities? Yeah, so that's the other great thing about DSO is the ability to have very custom metrics. I mean, we've got certain metrics that are just inherent within the tool, but every operator is going to be a little bit different in how they're going to want to measure these and be able to display them. And so DSO has an expression language within it that allows us to write any type of KPI. And those KPIs are very important whenever you're doing multiple scenarios to try to see what the different options are at your disposal and what the consequences of those are going to be from either a capital perspective or uh, from an emissions perspective. And so whenever we're running all these different scenarios, one of the things that we're able to do in DSO is either kick that out into our tool, uh, DSOCX for collaboration exchange, where all the reports can live uh, that you built in DSO that can be automatically updated for you or fed into very sophisticated dashboards. You know, we've we've had OData around for a long time coming out of DSO and we have some customers that have some amazing dashboards and emissions is the next frontier for some of the great dashboards that we expect to have built uh, out of against DSO data where you're able to have live time for the different type of personas that are going to need to leverage the data, whether or not it's your uh, superintendent that's out in the field or your CEO that wants to understand the whole broad uh, entire company emissions perspective so we can kind of dial it down to the high to the lowest level for equipment or the highest level for the entire company yeah I, to, to add to what wes is saying i think um if you put yourself in the position of um being an executive just looking at the data having a dashboard capability and so on and and being able to look at reports really gives you a piece of the picture that you need but what you really need to know is what action do i need to take based on this information right so we have all the capabilities as wes said to build a dashboard in power bi or spotfire or even microsoft excel to present information but the key is then an executive who looks at information is going to be saying okay so 
what position am I in? What are the pros and cons of making changes? How would I make those changes? How can I have impact? What decisions do I need to make? And how can I be confident that those decisions are reliable and are going to be robust so that I don't mess our operations up in trying to achieve some goal in emission reduction, for example. And that's exactly the kind of thing that we can do with our product DSO. So um, because it's got this operational model in it and because built into the tool is a scenario capability, you can sort of poke the model in various ways and look at the impact of your changes. And, and those are made, the, the impact is visible immediately like within seconds and at most within a minute or so so as you start changing your operations and figuring out you know what if we did this what if we changed this in the third quarter what if we changed our rig fleet a little bit and we got a different set of trucks you can actually see what impact that's going to have you can look at that in concert with things like your projected spend and your projected production forecast, and then say, is this a good decision to make or not? And uh, rather than situations we've encountered in the past where people have said, you know, we before using your tool, we used to bring everybody into a room and then be, there'd be a two hour long argument. And now we've got it down to 15 minutes with four people because they just look at, they look at the changes and they say, yeah, okay, so this is a good idea or this is a bad idea. Um, that's the situation we want to get to. That is, you know, you want to make decisions that are reliable and accurate and robust, and you want to do that very quickly. And that's what we're trying to provide. Now, excellent. And that that endo you just you provided uh, it leads into my last question because most of the people that listen uh, to this podcast, I mean, they're people that work within the industry and they want to know. Okay, this is a good tool or technology, but what's it like in the real world? So uh, my last question is, can you provide any success stories or benefits um, about this tool that y'all can talk about? I think we, it, the, the tool, so there's two, there's two parts to that. There's two parts to the answer to that question. And unfortunately, I don't think it's possible to answer the question directly because the emissions tracking and reporting capability that we have is very new. And we're just receiving feedback now, but nobody's sort of jumping up and down saying, wow, this I was able to do this or that, right? Because it's basically, we, we gave the product to the customers a couple of months ago and um, they're just starting out on their journey. We've got some preliminary results from a company in the US which are quite favorable. They're very happy with the capabilities we've put in and they're able to effectively report. Uh, one, of the one of the companies we have as a customer is in one of the countries that I mentioned earlier where reporting is mandatory. And so they are busy building the capabilities they need to capture the data and get it into our tool. Um, and we're looking forward to hearing from them. The, the more generic answer is that generally customers are very pleased with our tool and um, we have some fantastic success stories, but they're not directly related to emissions. But, um, you know, I guess the the underlying message is we have to stay tuned and see what people say. And if you ask this question in six months, I'm pretty confident we'd have some good success stories. I think the thing that we really focus on with our products is saving people time and 
translating that time saving, saving people time in terms of scheduling their operations and understanding what's going on. And that translates into a cost benefit from, from people's you know, um, work time, but also it, it translates into a benefit because the data that you get is all coming out of one tool and you don't have to worry about multiple applications being out of sync with each other. So, you know, you're standing on shaky ground when you make a decision. What people really like about our software and what I think people should be striving for generally in industry, I've been working in the IT industry for 40 years. And the thing that I always see is if you have a situation where there are multiple spreadsheets or different applications and they're all trying to be correlated, that's a huge job. And it's inevitable. It's absolutely inevitable that things get out of sync. And then you make a decision and you discover three months later that uh, that decision was totally flawed because the data was out of whack. And so um, I think it's in everybody's interest to try to get a handle on that sort of um, uh, mismatching of data, keep everything synchronized and in harmony, and then obviously make a decision which is informed. Well, it's all right. We'll just have to have y'all back for part two <laughs> later this year. Right. Well, Owen West, really, we can't thank you enough for, for providing us a couple minutes of your time to talk about this really important topic uh, that's facing our industry. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, emissions shows up every day, multiple times a day, I know, uh, with either news releases, press releases, and even the technical articles that we publish um, uh, monthly. So really mm -hmm. can't thank you all enough for, for providing us a couple minutes to chat about this subject. And of course, we really want to thank all of you for listening to this latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. 